Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy, and debuting on the show, I've got actress and content creator, Barbara Sanchez. How you doing? Hi. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be here on your show, Donovan. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. I already feel like you're a friend in my head already. Right? I feel the same way. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you let listeners know, how did you decide to get into the entertainment industry? Yeah, absolutely. So it was actually so crazy. Um, I I was born and raised in Mexico City, and I came here to the States when I was 15. Uh, Didn't know English, right? Uh, But fast forward, I learned, obviously, and I got into fashion. And I started working with this fashion uh, clothing line doing sales for them. And all of a sudden I started putting, you know, all the models together, all the showcasing for, for the clothing line. And the next thing, you know, all the celebrities were like, Oh, can you please, you know, do my event and can you do my publicity? And I didn't know what the heck I was getting myself into, but it sounded great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you're more event planning too with the celebrities, right? Absolutely. I started mingling a lot with a lot of celebrities and then my name all of a sudden spread like fire. They're like, oh, Barbara, you know, go to Barbara if you need this, if you need that. And so that that was a blessing. That was Mm -hmm. a blessing. (laughs) And then the content creating, how did that come into, you know, how did that come to pass? Oh my gosh. So that actually, it's funny because, okay, so for those of you that, that, that don't know me, my background comes from publicity and marketing. And I was an actor when I was a child, but I understood that I had to be a publicist first to open doors because I didn't know anybody in the industry. But anyway, so my content creation comes from actually, you know, showing that I could do this as well in social media, right? And get paid partnerships and get brands to pay me to wear their clothes or shoes whatever it was. So I made it a point to grow my social media numbers to what they are now. Um, and they're like about, I think I'm, I'm about to hit 400,000 pretty soon. Uh, but it took me a long time, you know, and, and at that time, when I started like three years ago, I was just a publicist, right? Um, so people were not understanding my brand. They were like, wait, wait a minute, why are you doing this? Um, but anyways, I was able to transition and adjust into just being a content creator. So when I started doing that, I started showcasing other brands, Uh, you know, uh, products will pay me to, you know, post their makeup or makeup brands, skincare, I mean, you name it. And so I was, I became pretty good at it because I will, you know, edit my own videos on Instagram. I will have this aesthetic and be like, oh my God, this is, this is exactly what people or brands attracts brands to come and pay me to do this. So it was really, um, it was really uh, a, a fun process just to go in there. And I just love to showcase a lot of other people, brands, you know, in um, in movie, the movie premieres, you know, they were happening a lot in, and they will send me mailers, you know, um, like they had the documentary for Whitney Houston, and they sent us a big package for that. So and then also they had the big George Foreman movie, the, you know, the one with the boxer, and they send us a lot, a lot of good stuff. So Mm -hmm. I would love to go and, and, you know, show people, hey, guys, and and, and also promote the movie, you know, at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's always been my, yeah, my passion, so to speak. (laughs) All right. What are the do's and don'ts of content creation? 
Uh, the do's, obviously, you want to show everybody as much as you can, you know, be very clear and intentional with the message of, for example, if it's an inspirational movie, you know, um, study the movie, obviously, get the key points and then showcase those even with the mailers that, the, you know, the movie studio sent to you, you know, those are very important key points that, that you are familiar with the movie before you put it out there for everyone to see. Uh, the don'ts is, uh, I will say, like, honestly, don't overdo it, don't, don't overspend uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, time to figure out like the message. I mean, I will say understand it and don't over, don't overshare things. You know what I mean? Because then people are like, okay, like we get it, you know, then it comes across as fake. So you have to be very um, genuine when, when you're showcasing this kind of stuff. Right. Is there a thing called overposting too? Like you said, where people get the message where you're constantly posting? Um, Not necessarily. So there's a difference on oversharing uh, and overposting. So what I mean by oversharing is, you know, when, when it comes to movies, that's what I was referring. Sorry, let me be more clear. Yeah. Was referring to movies, right? It's it comes out it comes off as you know uh, not genuine, right? Because you're not really you're you're kind of overexposing, and at that point, it's like okay, you sure got paid for this, maybe, right? Or you sure got paid to you know to do this advertisement, you know, blah blah blah. And so you want it to come to as natural as possible, right? When it comes to that part, but when it comes to posting, um, in you know all your stories on your feed about other products, other things, your life, your lifestyle. There's no such thing as overposting. You actually have to overpost and you have to be on people's faces like crazy. You have to spam them like crazy to be to be like, listen, I'm here. Hey, hello, hello. Especially if you're a musician, if you're, you know, if you're um, an influencer, if you're all of those things, you have to be posting constantly and be consistent with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what happens, even if, okay, let's say what happens if I don't have anything to post about? You know, we, if you, okay, so if you're in the industry, if you have been in the industry, like I have and other people, right? Uh, you do have a lot, a lot to post. And I'm going to tell you why, because there's a thing that I call recycling, right? You go into your archives and you see so many things that you didn't post before. Like I, I go to my friends and I'm like, because, you know, we all have this problem. And sometimes we're like, oh my God, we're running out of content. And what do we post? And I'm looking at them like, what are you guys talking about? Go to your archives. And they're like, oh my God, I have this from that. And I have that from that. And I'm like, yes, nobody's going to know that that happened three years ago. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't that kind of being fake to your point earlier? Isn't that kind of being fake? Because then I'm reposting some old stuff. But they don't know that. That's the thing. They don't know that. You know what I mean? We know that, but they don't know that. You know, so it it looks if it was yesterday. You know what I mean? So it's you just gotta learn how to you know how to play with it and be uh, be creative. You know, if you're running out of content, quote unquote, uh, you know, you can always. I mean, influencers don't do that. They don't run out of content because, like, for example, my TikTok friends. Right? I have I hang out with all the horror characters from Michael Michael Myers of TikTok, Twisted Pennywise. I mean, Freddy Krueger, like. Everyone from TikTok that's super big, they have like 5 million followers each, 10 million, whatever. They all come to my house, okay, all year, all year long, and they should content. And they don't care if it's, if it's Christmas, if it's Easter, if it's whatever, they should content on costumes, on horror costumes. So we don't ever run out of content. (laughs) (laughs) Now, should I take a social media break if I'm feeling overwhelmed with all the likes and all the comments? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, mental health is, it's something super, I'm big on mental health. Actually, all of my circle of friends are psychotherapists, psychologists, you know, um, they're mental health professionals. And that's the number one thing that, you know, that they recommend that we, we do turn off our social media, at least for a day or two, or as long as we need to, to be able to recharge our brains and our energies, right? Because people are going to drain you. They're vampires. You know, even on social media, they're constantly attacking you. They're constantly, you know, calling you names. I mean, I've been called so many names, uh, you know, on my comments, you know, and, and I, I'm, I have a top skin. I can take it. I'm like, I just laugh at it. I even like the comments. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you like the comments so it hasn't gotten to you, Barbara? You know, I will say yes. Uh, one or two has, has gotten to me where I'm like, oh my God, you have no chill. You just call me this and that. Wow. You know, and I, I really got offended about over uh, this particular comment. But uh, but then I was like, you know what? This is actually giving me more engagement. So I, I, I didn't reply, obviously, but I liked the comment, right? And uh, this particular, this other comment too. And this guy was like, oh, I'm glad that you like my comment. You know, I was just kidding around. I wasn't being serious about it. And I'm like, oh my God, get out of here with your fake stuff. You know, like <laughs> all of a sudden you want to come back and say you didn't mean it. <laughs> and our Canadian listeners love you. Okay. And they are not going to throw shade at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I love my Canadian friends. Shout out to all my Canadian friends. I actually have this uh, particular Canadian friend that I love and his name is Adele C. Shout out to him. He's a musician and he's from Canada too. So, and he's amazing. And he's one of my closest friends too. So I love my, my Canadian friends and family. All right. So let's hear about the acting. You said you've been in the business since you were young, right? So what have you seen up till now? I know it is totally different, the culture of acting, you know, and COVID even made it more, you know, different. So what have you seen up till now? Yes. I mean, up until now, actually, before COVID, we had to do additions a certain way. Uh, now that formatting has changed, uh, there's a lot of new changes that came because of the because of the strike. Uh, so it's been positive, actually. It hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been really, you know, uh, weird or anything. It has been actually easier. Um, the changes that came right now, they're actually a little bit more flexible. Uh, so to speak. And so we, um, we have seen a lot of improvements, but we, you know, obviously we have a lot of work to do <laughs> still with, you know, with the negotiations that the, uh, the SAG is going through with the AMPTP. So hopefully that they've been negotiating back and forth this whole week. So hopefully, you know, next month or, you know, next week, or, you know, by before the end of the year, we come to a resolution with, with all the, um, all these problems that we've been having with them. So, yeah, but I mean, it has been like, you know, every, so I always say this, every strike, everything that we go through that we're fighting for is going to come with a change, a positive change, but it's going to take some time. This is going to be the reward once we finish with this strike. You're going to see the rewards of it. But, you know, in the meantime, it's going to be all, you know, all like all this craziness and all this hard times. Right, right, right. And you notice a difference while you were younger. Talk about, you know, some of your past projects up until now. Yeah. So when I, okay, so when I was younger, I was in a lot of soap operas in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so the young and the restless, what would that be called in Spanish? Oh, the young and the restless. 
El joven y, oh my God, how do you say restless in Spanish? See, you got me on that one. Because <laughs> I love the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful. How do I say the bold and the, how do I say the bold and the beautiful? Beautiful. Uh, los toros y hermosos. That okay. will that will be the yeah that will be the worst for that. Uh, my mom will kill me right now. She was listening. She'll be like, "What? What are you? That's Spanish all of a sudden." <laughs> <laughs> so you've been in a lot of soap poppers, a lot of Spanish soap poppers. Are they similar to the ones in North America? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're very, very extremely similar. I mean, they have all this uh, soap operas have this dramatic, you know, uh, uh, factor to it where you have to be super, super dramatic. I mean, you have. You know, you have to be all crying all the time and be miserable. And, you know, that's what happened to me when I was little. I was I was taking acting classes with this very famous actor in Mexico. And he will he will make us cry all the time, all the time. Now say, like, when are we going to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, there's no such thing as laughing. You got to cry and you got to be, you got to feel the pain. And, you know, you got to think about a memory that, you know, really hurt you and project it on the screen. And and I would just think about, you know, things that happened. But I was so little, you know, I was six years old. I'm like, what, what can I possibly think about <laughs> That made me this miserable. <laughs> and as you got older, what TV shows, movies, or commercials did you appear in? Uh, as I got older, I got a lot of uh, independent films. So I was in this independent film called Deception Streets. I actually did, uh, I haven't done a lot of commercials, uh, to be honest, because I was doing more publicity than anything else. And then I also uh, did, you know, some work for the uh, Notorious B.I.G. movie, the story about the this rapper. Wow. Yeah, we remember notorious big Yes. So I, I did some scenes. It wasn't like, you know, it was super crazy big, but I did some scenes in there. And then also, um, you know, I did a lot of theater, a lot of theater. So a lot, a lot of theater. So that was one of the magical places that I love to be in because it takes you, I mean, it's an audience, you're in front of a whole audience. So you cannot mess up. Number one, you have to know your script. You have to know that, you know, that you are <laughs> basically you have to turn into that character and you have no choice because people are coming to see you and pay for it. You know, they're paying to see you. So there is no such thing as making a mistake while you're doing theater. You have mm -hmm. to be perfect. <laughs> right. Then if you do encourage our listeners who are actors and actresses, they do do theater and they mess up on their lines. What advice would you give them? Yeah. So I will, I will give them the advice of like really rehearsing with a partner with, you know, while it, what they're even on the shower, what they're, you know, exercising. I mean, I will take my script and take it. And, and, at, and mind you, at that point, when I was doing theater too, I already had two kids. I had, they were babies. They were crying. I will have to carry them, change their diapers. And I will be with my script and hand with a cup of coffee while I was doing all of these things with them. And I was a single mother too. So, you know, if I can do it, anyone can do it. So there's no excuse of anybody, anybody messing up with the, you know, with their scripts, with their lines. There's no excuse excuse because if I did it you could do it too but the biggest thing is to is get your rest obviously get out get enough sleep um, drink lots of water and also take vitamin vitamins you know vitamins to remember you to make sure your brain is operating it's it's a uh, fish oil to remember to, for the memory for the memory right right and what if I have ADHD oh then smoke some weed <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That'll make you memorize the lines. <laughs> yes, honestly, that that makes you focus because I have a lot of friends that have ADHD. Okay, <laughs> I have ADHD. How? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I asked. <laughs> right? Oh my god! I know. So, and they do that, and and it works miracles. I mean, I'm a big cannabis, uh, you know, advocate too because it's you know it has been um, stigmatized for so many years, but you know if you use it correctly, you know, and if you use it as a, you know, medicinal method, it really works. You know, it's, it's, they have CBD wellness. Doesn't have to be recreational. It doesn't have to be, you know, precisely weed, you know, it could be also CBD and, and help you focus. So that way you can memorize your, you know, your lines and then you can be more, more centered. Because yeah, when you have ADHD, I mean, my brother has that and uh, yeah. And so he, he implemented CBD wellness into his life and it really, it really, really helped him. Mm-hmm. So it is possible for you to be an ADHD actor and succeed, right? Oh, absolutely. Let me tell you, 98% of my actor friends are ADHD. Mm-hmm. They're they're super yeah. There's like you talk okay. So when they're off off camera and, and you're talking to them, oh yeah, you know how was your day? And you know I'm so proud of you. Oh, did you see that over there? Like they get they get <laughs> so distracted. And I'm like, oh okay, yeah okay. I have to you know I have to redirect them into our come back into our conversation and be like, well I was saying, and they're like, oh oh yeah, sorry sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> something else. <laughs> and this one has ADHD too, listeners. Okay. So oh, we're great. all great. Well, sorry. ADHD is the future and you can make it with ADHD and ADHD people do succeed at what they are good at. Absolutely. And let me tell you something, people with ADHD have such a high IQ of intelligence. It's insane. I feel like they're the most creative because their brains are operating a hundred miles per hour. So they have to either let it out in something positive or they can go into something negative too. But if you know how to balance, you know, your, your high IQ intelligence, you are going to put that all into something positive and be creative. You know, and, and all of my circle of friends are that. They create, they're, they're up until like five in the morning. Sometimes we get on, on phone calls at two in the morning with, hey, I got an idea. I was just on a phone call last night with one of them until five in the morning. And we were brainstorming about this great idea that we came up with, uh, you know, uh, for this this project that we're about to do, and in you know, in this my is my business manager. She was like, "I got the idea, I got this, I got that," and I da, 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 da. and she's like that. She's ADHD. Age. Oh my god, I can't even. Say ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> I yes, struggled ADHD. earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We both struggle. We're like, wait a minute, right? So, and she is just like that, and so she's very uh, active, you know, and so her brain is always going, but she's a genius. This woman's a genius. So all, all the people that have ADHD, you know, they're, they're super high um, in intelligence. And yes, that does include dyslexia too. You can succeed with dyslexia being an actor, an actress. In case somebody asks now, Barbara, well, what about dyslexia? Oh, absolutely. I'm dyslexic like crazy. Are you kidding me? I have dyslexia. Like I have, I, okay. So sometimes I'm text messaging people. <laughs> And I say things, you know, backwards. They're like, wait, what? Did you mean this? And I was like, oh my God, yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, but even when you're reading, you know, even when you're reading, the, the numbers change, the words change, right? And so you're seeing them in a, in a whole different way, but that's why you have to reread, you know? You're like, okay, take your time. Be like, okay, this is not what they meant. This is exactly what it, what it was, not this. 
<laughs> yeah, you just have to go back. But absolutely, you can thrive in this in this acting industry if you're dyslexic as well. All right. So let's talk about the awards you have won because you have won some awards. Would you like to share that with our listeners? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I got the uh, the Latino Business Award. Uh, and that one was a huge one because, you know, obviously I'm Latina. Uh, it was a big, big uh, ceremony that I did um, in the beautiful city out here in Santa Barbara. And um, it was televised on the Spanish network Telemundo. Um, so in Telemundo's huge, you know, uh, it's a sister company of another huge network in Mexico City. So that was very, very, um, you know, uh, very, very big and big and, you know, big inspiration and motivation for me to keep going because I got nominated and I, and then I got the award and my mom was there with me, you know, so it was, it was a big thing. It was really emotional uh, to be recognized in the space with, you know, with all my uh, Latino community. Um, and then also, you know, I was featured in Forbes magazine. Uh, so that was a huge one as well. <laughs> That was super unexpected too. Um, and that came about because one of my friends writes for Forbes, right? But it wasn't because I was friends with them. It's because they they knew my story on how I transitioned from, uh, you know, from coming from Mexico City, not knowing the language, and then getting into the entertainment industry. And not only getting into the entertainment industry, but breaking into the hip hop industry as well. As a Mexican woman, uh, you don't see that a lot. You see a lot of other Latinos, you know, Puerto Ricans, Cubans, you know, um, the Dominican Republic, Republic, you know, uh, people coming into the space, but you don't see, um, you don't see Mexicans, you know, you, you just don't see, especially a woman. So that was very unique. Uh, and so they, they kind of, you know, contacted me for that. And they were like, Hey, listen, you know, we don't see this a lot. And especially at that time I was representing Snoop. Um, and I did the press conference for, for Snoop Dogg for his, uh, I want to thank me album. I'm the one that was behind that. In wow. 20 Right. So then that was a big thing, too. I mean, you know, working for Snoop Dogg was like one of the biggest highlights of my career uh, because of who he is, you know, what he stands for, his work ethic. So um, I'm kind of like the same way as he is. So working with him was, you know, was a, 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 a treat. You know, it was really it was really a blessing. So mm-hmm. so, yeah. And he supports recreational cannabis, too. (laughs) He sure does. (laughs) Oh, my God. That man smokes like a pipe. Like, he is like a chimney. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So future projects you got in the works for 2024 because 2023 is almost done what do we have planned in 2024 hoping the strike ends before the year ends yes yes we're hoping for that for sure but um i do have already an independent film that i'm a part of where uh where you know i'm going to be uh playing this uh attorney uh so it, it has a lot of action scenes too which i'm training right now for combat and martial arts so I'm excited because I, I want to dive in more into the uh, into the superhero, you know, uh, movies. So hopefully next year, too, I get more more bookings for that. But this is a big project already that I'm already on board uh, and we start filming in January. Uh, OK. And what's your message? What do you want to tell other Latin creatives or Latin actresses and actors coming up in the business? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, recently I, I attended a movie screen. Well, it wasn't a movie screen. Sorry. It was a documentary for Tyler Perry. Um, and it was called the Maxine's baby, the Tyler Perry story. I will say to everybody out there that's trying to make it in this industry, just like Tyler Perry says, 
you don't have any failures, okay? If anybody ever asks you, like, have you had any failures? Your answer is no. And the reason is because you're not bragging. You're not bragging. You're not trying to brag about it. But the reason why is because every failure is a stepping stone for what's coming ahead for the next big thing. So if you look at your failures as a stepping stone, I guarantee you that whatever's coming your way, you're going to make it happen. Your goals are going to come through. But if you look at failures as failures, as you know, oh, I'm a failure, I fell at this, you are going to get stuck in that place. And this is the reason why when they were interviewing Tyler Perry, that was the number one question that they asked, have you had any failures? And he said, absolutely not. I never had any failures in my life. And the reason why is because they're stepping stones for the next big thing. So I'll leave everybody with that because that is so powerful and it resonated with me so much just because it's so true. Like all the all the failures I had, quote unquote, prepare me for the next big things in my career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to our Latin and Latino, what do you call it? People, more representation, they're rising up. What do you want to say? Where they do, the some of the Mexicans do want to go into the hip hop industry. Because earlier you were saying it's yeah. more Latino and, um, help me out, Latino and... Yeah, more, you know, it's more uh, other, other, you know, Latino, you know, like Cubans, you know, yes. like, you know, right, like, uh, right, like Chicanos, what we call the Chicanos yes. that are already born here, you know, they're still Mexican, but they're, they're born here. Um, but, you know, for people that are in Mexico City that, you know, that want to come here and, and do this is, you know, you just have to, honestly, we have social media now, we have Instagram, slide into people's DMs, you know what I mean? And, and see if anybody can help you. Somebody like me can help you too, because I've been in the space and, and I mentor people. So now we have Instagram. So utilize Instagram to um, you know, slide into people's DMs and ask them for advice and, and respectfully just say, you know, I would love to get to know more about this, volunteer for somebody, be an assistant, you know, be uh, be useful and resourceful. I mean, we have so many tools nowadays, there's no excuse for you not to make it. I made it when we had MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> I remember MySpace. Didn't you remember yeah. MySpace 2006 and 5? Oh my God, yes. Best year <laughs> of MySpace, okay? My MySpace was all decked out, right? I had a graphic designer a friend that always decked it out. And uh, and me and him were actually on top of doing MySpace. We were doing, we were putting the footwork. We were actually going to clubs and, uh, and, get, and paying $60, $80 just to get in, in order to talk to the celebrities, in order to talk to all the other people on top. We were paying, we were there waiting online until two in the morning. We were, you know, we're pretty much just putting in the footwork Mm -hmm. before social media was social media. Right, right, right. Now, all across the board, what do you want to tell the listeners, the Met Radio listeners? What do you want to tell them where they, some may know you? Yeah, yeah, no, I I want, first first and foremost, I want to thank God for everything that, you know, that he has blessed me with. And and I want to thank everyone, every one of you for your support, whether you supported me with you know during my myspace years whether you supported we support me now on instagram on tiktok you know whether you have sent me a message you know telling me how inspiring i i, I am or how i inspire you and change your life i really want to thank you I'm, I'm very humble that that i'm able to be and utilize my platform as a public figure to help others you know so i, I just want to thank everybody for that and, and and honestly you know please keep going if you're going through hard times right now please keep going you got this i i promise you it gets better you know and and i'm a very spiritual person um and even if you don't if you're not a, a spiritual person the universe is listening so please
please watch the way you talk to yourself. Please watch how you communicate to yourself. Don't because our subconscious doesn't know the difference between how we talk to ourselves. And and you you have to be kind. Be kind to yourself. Really take the time off to take care take care of your mental health. And uh, you know, and just just keep going. And don't let nobody tell you you cannot do anything because you 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 got this. We as human beings, we we can do anything we want. Trust me, our brains are you know, they're super um, equipped to, to handle everything that life, life throws our way. Right, so. right. And you forgot, be kind to others too, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, that goes without saying, I mean, you know, it, it, you have to be kind to others. And if you see, if you see anybody else bullying somebody else, please stand up. You know, I always tell my children, listen, if you see anybody getting bullied, go out there and stand up for them. And they have done that. And they have gotten suspended from school. <laughs> <laughs> now, and the standing care. up, that's a different interview, but don't yeah. go up and take something and knock them over the head that's not what we mean stand up <laughs> well you know well, i mean no i mean violence is not the answer correct but if you see somebody getting beat up by five people and you don't do anything then we got a problem <laughs> yeah, that's true too but these days people would rather be safe than sorry if you get what yeah. i mean right I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Yeah, so I'm not encouraging violence, but you know. <laughs> All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms? Absolutely. Yes. Every social media platform, whether it's Facebook, uh, you know, X, whatever, you know, whatever it's called now, Instagram, uh, TikTok, it's all going to be Barbara Sanchez PR. Okay. And did you want to just throw out some of the projects they can look out for you in? Yes. Yeah, so I have a big project coming in 2024 for this independent film. Uh, then I also have, uh, well, once the strike is over, <laughs> I have another, you know, other pretty, pretty big events coming, pretty uh, big movie premieres coming. Um, and yeah, so I have a lot of a lot of uh, cool stuff coming up that I cannot talk about because I signed NDAs. Um, but yeah, you guys will, will get to see it on my social media. And I'm super excited to, you know, show all of you what's what's coming ahead for me. Okay. Any final things you would like to tell Met Radio? Uh, yes. Thank you so much for having me. I love my Canadians. I love you guys so much. And I cannot wait to uh, actually go out there and, you know, maybe possibly do an interview with you in person. <laughs> okay. 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 I thank you so much. You're a friend to the show and you're a friend of mine now. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a fun interview. It's actually the most fun interview I, I, I ever did. <laughs> all right. All right. For Met Radio, 1280 AM. I am Donovan LaCroxy. I would love to thank actress and content creator. You can throw out your name again. Barbara Sanchez. And thank you so much to the listeners for listening to this episode.